Hello, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and we ask ourselves, do our dollars make sense? So today in this recording, we're going to be talking about rising interest rates or not. So I know it is an election year and some wonky things are kind of happening in the economy. And I think we're going to see some interesting things happen as the year progresses as well. Because if you understand the boom and bust cycles, we right now are at the top of the bubble. We're at the very peak of everything. And I know that there's been some talk about the Fed even going in and lowering interest rates again. Did I mention it's an election year? So the Federal Reserve, you know, they adjust the rates and this is due to us really wanting to help the economy. So right, the adjusting rates help the Fed achieve conditions that satisfy their dual mandate, keep prices stable and maximize employment. And their mission is to really protect the dollar. Um, you know, before uh, before 2024, in 2023, the Fed actually changed their rates four times. 2022, they actually changed the rates seven times. And right now, they're kind of at the time where their front door and their back door is open, meaning that the printing press, it can be turned on at any time, and the banks are coming to them requesting for more and more surplus of the money. So now, I'm not sure when the Fed will stop lying to us and to the public and keep making these changes in the rates until the economy totally collapses. But if you really look back through history, you'll understand that we're kind of at this standing point where we were right before the Great Depression. So I kind of want to read you this little quote. This was uh, said by the Federal Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, and he said this in August of 22. He says, without price stability, the economy does not work anymore. In particular, without price stability, we will not achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. Now hear me out on this, because Nelson Nash he followed Austrian school of thought. He was an Austrian economist. And with my Austrian brain on right now, stop saturating the economy and allow the free market to set their own prices. I mean, y'all, this is what's going on. And when Nixon took away the gold standard and now the dollar is not tied to anything, they can just go in and print all the money in the world, this is why we have these very big boom and bust cycles because it's all, what's the right word I'm looking for? Artificial. There it is. It's all artificial, right? They're really saturating the economy. And have you noticed that these congressmen and women 
are amazing traders. They're getting rich left and right. I wonder why. Y'all, if you really open up your eyes and start to peel back the onion and stop listening to the noise of the headlines and the news that you're seeing out there, and you start to really do your own research and read between the lines, you'll start to see that clarity come to you of, hey, this is actually what's going on. All right. And so that's why I just think that we really got to think for ourselves and question. And this is kind of the reasons why I'd like to do this podcast because I want to help the community. I mean, I am just an everyday Joe like yourself. I am just wanting to be here to support my livelihood, help my family, build the family empire, and really help the community understand how we can progress forward in that manner. So, you know, bottom line, no matter what the Fed government intervention, political environment is doing at the time, you can only control what you can control. And this is why Nelson Nash talks so much about controlling the banking process or business in your life. And it's not about the product of whole life insurance. So for my listener who commented on my YouTube video not too long ago saying, hey, this is the longest info commercial about selling whole life insurance. No, man, you got to start waking up. That's You may not vibe with me. You may not like what I have to say, but go on, do your business, go down that rabbit hole and keep following what the masses are doing and tell me how your financial picture is really working out for you. Y'all, I don't care. Even if you don't practice the infinite banking concept with me or not even at all in your life, you got to start waking up to really what's going on in the economy. So, Anyways, listener, if you're still listening to me, hello, hit that subscribe button, rate me five stars, and uh, we can chat one-on-one about your questions and concerns as well. All right, sorry, that was just a little side note. I actually wasn't even going to talk about that today, but just wanted to point that out. So, you know, whole life is just the vehicle that we're able to have all of these features and benefits that come with guarantees, guaranteed control and soundness that you cannot get on any other vehicle in the planet. You know, this is why I love the mutually owned insurance companies that have been around since the late 1800s. If you really go back through history and go through the economic crisis of the Great Depression, Civil War, 2008 era, right? Why are these insurance companies so sound and stable? It's because they're not playing this made up artificial game that other folks out there in the government and up high broad people are doing, right? Because they are really respecting the money, their business practices, and they understand how the dollar truly works. You know, that money or that dollar is not going to flow and grow to where it's respected at. I mean, we even just saw that last year when those big banks, Silicon Valley, Signature Bank, they all went bankrupt and they all went belly up And I wonder why. It's because they are not making those sound business decisions. And that is why we need to start opening up our eyes to what's actually going on in the world. So how can I really control what I can control? You know, 
this is why the vehicle of a whole life insurance policy comes into play. You know, inside of that policy contract, we're able to store the wealth inside of a tax sheltered environment where the dollars are able to grow tax free, guaranteed. You know, so many people overlook the power of guarantees. And if you don't have respect for one's capital and the storage of your capital, or you're the type of person, right, that maybe you're chasing the newest, shiniest object with the high risk, high reward rate of return, then IBC will never work for you and it will never make sense to you. It's all about having that freedom, the liberty, the justice to do what you want when you want with that money. And, and y'all, it's not an either or. I'm not saying, hey, stop trading in the market or hey, stop contributing to those retirement plans, those Roth accounts, whatever you got going on, but it's about building that foundation. It's the and asset, the foundation to store the monies, the pass through before you go make the investments, the purchases that you're making in life. And I personally, I hold a lot of gold and silver. You know, I hold these gold and silver, these precious metals, because when banks fail, the price of these precious metals are going to skyrocket. And personally, I'm a doomsday type of person. All right. I'm in the future. And I may have mentioned this on my past episode recordings, but in the future, I'm going to be building myself a bunker one day. All right. I'm just that type of person where I want to make sure that I'm protecting myself and hedging against what could really happen in the world. And Oh, oh, little side note too. Have y'all seen that new movie on Netflix? It says, um, or excuse me, it's called When, gosh, what's it called? When Leaving the World Behind. Leave the World Behind. All right. And I believe it has Julia Roberts in it as one of the main actresses. It is a phenomenal movie. And there's actually a line in the movie. I think I'm going to snip that line in here uh, right now. Some of my smartest clients lost a lot of money because they base their choices on preconceived beliefs instead of truth. Seeing the difference is one of the hardest things a person can do. When they don't, and you do, that'd be maddening. Depending on the person, I might take a little satisfaction in watching the market punish them. <laughs> the scary ones, though, are the ones who don't learn. Even after they lose lots, and I mean lots of money, Nothing frightens me more than a person unwilling to learn, even at their own expense. That's a darkness I will never understand. I think that line in the movie was so powerful. I actually had to rewind and just to go record it. And I wanted to share it with some of my clients and the team members, some of my money mentors on the team. You know, you got to learn what is actually going on in the world. And if the dollar totally collapses, I can now lean on my other assets for the trading, the bartering that we may have to happen or come into as we go through that change in that cycle. 
cycle. And you got to learn from your mistakes. I think failures is the biggest thing that we can appreciate when it comes to life lessons because, hey, now I'm going to learn from that failure or that behavior. I can now shift it to bettering myself as I move forward in this world and in my life. So, to take it back to the infinite banking concept, you know, how does interest rates really play into the policy contract itself? Well, we talk a lot about loan interest and loan interest inside of that policy contractually loan interest can be anywhere from zero to eight percent that's what it states in the policy contract and y'all at the end of the day this is all contract law that's all that it is and Inside of that contract, it has those set rates of zero to eight percent that, hey, we can never go above eight percent. Now, with the five companies that I do business with, that I personally own my policies with, at the time of this recording, I'm about to start my seventh policy. This is just what I do in my own daily practices in my life. And Inside of that, those policies, my loan interest rate has been at 5%. And it's been at 5% for the last 47 plus years. You know, so I can't sit here and promise to y'all that, hey, loan interest rate is always going to be at 5%. But I know that it can never go over that 8%. And right now where we're at, we're seeing HELOC loan interest rates, mortgages that are being taken out. I mean, they're anywhere from 6 to 8% right now. So it's right in line with what the commercial banks are doing. So loan interest rate on the policies are 5%. And, and actually, not to get too deep into it, this is kind of why I trust the insurance companies and their business practices because, hey, when the Fed and commercial conventional banks are hiking up their rates, why are companies still only charging their policyholders 5% to take out those loans? And remember, you being the owner of that contract, you hold first rights to take out any cash value that's inside of there. And if you really ever wanted to, if you wanted to, you could go down to a bank and collateralize your policy and take out a cash value line of credit. So like back in the 2022 time, even like 21, 21 as well, I believe, a lot of folks, or I should say not a lot, but some folks were going out there and they wanted to go and collateralize their policy with the banks because, hey, Mr. Banker, I'm going to walk in, give you my policy as this collateral, and you will give me a line of credit, a cash value line of credit on the policy. And at that time, rates were like 3%, 3.5%. You know, personally, I don't do that. I don't take out cash value lines of credit just because it's all about the control of that transaction. And it's no different like if you were to go down and take a HELOC loan. You know, the banker's the ones that's going to be in control. 
If you do not pay that banker at least that monthly interest payment, the banker's gonna come in, foreclose on the house. They're gonna come and seize the policy that you gave for collateral. And I just don't wanna be tied to anything or a, a debtor that I have to go and pay this back to. I wanna be in debt to myself where I can control the terms, the loans, and everything like that. Because reminder, a loan on the policy is nothing more than a prepayment of our death benefit. So that's why the insurance company does not care what you're using the money for, when you're paying it back, how you're going to pay it back, because we've all got an expiration date. We're all guaranteed to graduate or pass in the future. And at that time, any outstanding loans would just simply get subtracted from the death benefit. So Loan interest, right? Zero to eight percent contractually, been at five percent for the last umpteen plus years, right? 47 plus. But let's even just talk about the dividends. All right. I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but with those dividends inside of that policy, why are these companies paying out these dividends during total times of economic dumpster fire flames? Well, the reason that they're able to do it, like I mentioned, they're respecting their money. The insurance company, they are making long-term conservative investments. They are not going to go out there and lend to folks with high risk or, um, you know, low income families and issuing them mortgages or startup companies for a, a tech company that's just getting up off the ground. You know, they are going out there and making long-term conservative investments and they are not lending out more money than what they have on hand. We talked about this. If you were at my Saturday session where we went into the Millennial Wealth Building Boot Camp, we talked about the differences of fractional reserve lending or banking and Austrian economics where the insurance companies they are not going to lend out more money than what they have on hand. One dollar has to protect one dollar down at the insurance company. We're like at the banks, for any one dollar that, that the depositor leaves there with them, they can now go and lend out anywhere from eight, nine, ten dollars for that one dollar. And they're playing that game. Well, we don't think that not everybody is gonna come and do a run on the banks at one given point in time. Well, okay, how well did that happen for y'all last year? All right, I just want y'all to see the truths of what's really going on and really think for yourself in question. So here's even like some personal stories too. You know, during the COVID time, I got a lot of phone calls from my clients or folks that are not even my clients. And they were saying, Hannah, we should have listened to you. We should have listened. I just looked at my 401k, my brokerage account, and I have just lost over $100,000 in that account. And it's just because the market went down. The market just went bust. And 
if you think about that, if that individual was in that time where they were going to go out and retire that year, how comfortable do you think it's going to be to retire when you just lost over $100,000 that you were going to use for your income replacement for these passive retirement years of your life? I mean, and again, this is why I like these failures, these lessons that we learn because now they've shifted. They went in there, closed out the accounts, pulled back from the markets, and now they're really studying and following their techniques if they are going to go out there and trade within the market. So do your own research. Pay attention to what's going on and follow the money and not just keep listening to the noise and the headlines that you see out there. So all I want for you is to protect and grow the family empire. Dive Diversify into different things. You know, diversify into things that you like, know, and understand. But bottom line is, in my financial picture, it's the policies. The policies is the baseline to what I'm doing. And then from there, I'm growing it up into whatever asset classes that I want to diversify my wealth into. And again, and y'all know this, if you've been following me for a long time, you know the reason of why I'm shifting that money inside of the policy first is because when that money gets inside of there, now for the rest of my life, I'm going to earn that uninterrupted compounding interest. No taxes, no fees. Um, I can still take out those loans or even withdrawals from that policy and I can use that money for whatever I want in my lifetime. So so I challenge y'all this year, all right, we're at the start of the new year, 2024, and I just challenge you to really look and educate yourself before you just go out there and just start listening to any bozo on the internet. I could be the bozo on the internet that you're listening to. Go out and listen to other mentors and folks who have had success in those areas where you want to reach to that potential. So... That's really all I have for this episode here, talking about the rising interest rates, you know, and how we're protecting it. Um, you know, we did talk a little bit about the loan interest, but let's even talk about the guaranteed interest that comes in the policy too. I mean, companies now, guaranteed interest rates are anywhere from 2 to 3.75%. Those are the guaranteed interest rates that, that the company has to give us the policy hold each and every year. And I enjoy paying my loan interest. When I pay my loan interest, yes, that loan interest goes back to the insurance company because we're using their money. And when I'm using their money, they're charging me that loan interest, which then profits that insurance company. Well, reminder, what companies are we working with? We're working with mutually owned insurance companies. So what that means is me, the policyholder, when I am working with that mutually owned company, 
I'm able to share in those profits and the dividends of that company. So at the end of it, when I help that company profit, I am just going to receive that dividend back to me at the end of the year. It's a win-win. You know, it's kind of like this. We're growing. We're growing together with the insurance company and on this inclining scale together. And we're helping one another in a mutually beneficial relationship relationship here. So think for yourself in question. I know I've said that so many times in this episode, but I really want to drill it into y'all's brains here. So people will sometimes ask me too, well, Hannah, so how do I know that this insurance company is sound and stable? Um, And I think it's a fabulous question because, I mean, we see the bank failures of what's going on. And I love this question. I think you are thinking for yourself. So If you want to go nerd out on this stuff, there is something out there called the Comdex scores. So C-O-M-D-E-X, Comdex scores that get posted every single month. And there's an entity or organization out there that governs the insurance companies. Because insurance companies are not federally regulated. They are regulated at the state level and they have the freedom to do what they please because they are within their own state level. And so this guarantee of association, that's the entity that's out there governing them, this guarantee of association they go and they monitor the insurance company's portfolios and they really see what's going on. And sometimes people will ask me, well, Hannah, well, what would happen if an insurance company does go belly up? Well, what would happen is, is that another larger insurance company is going to come in and buy them out. And worst thing that could ever happen is, is that that company that comes in and purchases them out, they may be a stock held company and no longer a mutually owned company. So maybe moving forward in the future, we will not see those dividends because now those dividends would get paid out to the shareholders of that company. Um, Go look up Ohio National. That's what happened to them. It was nothing on their life insurance side. It was on their investment side because they came into some bad leadership and that leadership wasn't making good, sound financial decisions for that company. So... Ohio National, I mean, even myself, I own policies with Ohio National and I'm keeping them because in the future moving forward, okay, I don't get my dividend moving forward, but I acquired that policy before the section 7702 tax law change. And prior to then, I am getting a guaranteed interest of 4% inside of my policy contract. And those policies are just so matured that I don't want to stop that compounding clock that's happening inside of the policy. It's not about the rates of return. It's about storing that money inside of a guaranteed protected asset. And so 
Ohio National is a big one that happened where they demutualize, but this is why it's important to work with somebody that understands the Comdex scores. They're not a captive agent just writing with one specific company. Because in my opinion, everybody's needs and goals are different, and there could be other carriers and companies out there that are more beneficial to what you're doing in your strategy plan of your financial life. So, Go out there and kind of see what's going on with the Comdex scores. And this is why I monitor those things every single month when they get posted out because I want to know. I'm a, I'm a customer of those companies as well. If I'm going to be a customer and a consumer of them, I need to know what's also happening as well down with the insurance company. Now, just real quick before I log off to, you know... A lot of people are asking me, well, hey, Hannah, what happened with Mass Mutual? You know, Mass Mutual, they came out with this letter that said, hey, we don't support infinite banking business. And I think it's kind of funny that they came out with this letter, but here's my thoughts on it because some people are posting comments uh, in the YouTube chat about, hey, what happened to Mass Mutual? And just to provide y'all some insight, Mass Mutual, you know, they're a very large company. They're big. They have hundreds and thousands of agents that work underneath of them, captive agents and independent agents. And I believe that a lot of these agents were getting a hold of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And they thought, hey, infinite banking, this is a great sales tool that I can use to go out there and get new life insurance business for myself and my agency. And so they were going out there promoting infinite banking, talking about all the pros of it. And they weren't being there to handhold their client through the process of using that policy for their banking function. And I believe a lot of these clients, they they started to go out, take out their policy loans, but they never had the plan to play honest banker, pay themselves back and pay themselves back with interest. And thus by doing so, you know, they never paid the interest on their policy loans. They weren't paying the policy loans. They were looking at their premiums as more of a payment rather than a deposit or investment within to yourself and they just started to let these policies totally implode on themselves and they just started to surrender all of these policies and fun fact for y'all insurance companies are not profitable on whole life insurance until about the seventh year inside of that policy contract so if these folks are going out there taking out policies and then letting them lapse one, two, three years into it, you know, the company doesn't want that business. Because like I mentioned, we're on an inclining scale. We're working together with this insurance company moving forward up and up. And so I think MASH just got a little irritated with it. So they said, hey, we do, we do not want infinite banking business. And if your client's going to be taking out loans from the policy immediately, we may be going in there and terminating your contract because we do not want that business. So I think that's one of the reasons that they came out with that letter. And another reason that I think they were doing it too is because 
Mass wants to use the money. They want to take those dollars and they want to go out and invest it into their own portfolios. They don't want to give it to the policyholders where they're able to take out those loans. They wanted to go and use it for their own personal investments of where they wanted to place that money at. So I think that's another reason of why Mass was just so headstrong on not wanting to do it. But I think the number one factor is, is that these agents, they just weren't proper educators to their clients in that community and it just started to explode on them so if you're looking to get into this stuff please 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 be working with an infinite banking practitioner understand that hey this is so much more than just whole life insurance the product itself it's really talking about the banking function because you finance every single thing that you buy you pay cash for it you pay cash and you give up the future earning rights on the money or you're paying that interest to somebody else when you go out there and finance it through through another institution so I think that's all of my last thoughts now for this episode. <laughs> So thank you for being here on this episode today. I'm back every single week, every Tuesday. Uh, the uploads will be posted out there. And uh, I got my professional uh, production assistant here with me this morning. So hi, Miss Daisy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you're going to get a policy? Y'all, I'm telling you, if I could get a policy on my kitty cats, I would. <laughs> You know, I don't have any children. It's really just myself, my siblings, my mom and dad. But, you know, if I really could, I think I would be putting a policy on my kitty cats. So, as always, I appreciate your time. Hopefully, I provided some insight. And uh, go out there. Do your own due diligence. Hey, if this is something that y'all are into, if you guys are day traders, you like the market... Chris Noggle, Noggle is spelled N-A-U-G-L-E. Every Wednesday, he goes live on his YouTube channel. So just go look up Chris Noggle on YouTube. And Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, him and Stephen Nagy on my team as well, they go live for what the F happened. And it's every week, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Wednesday. And it's just big market updates. What's going on in the world, in the United States directly. And I learn a lot from them. They are my mentors as well when it comes to money, the economy, and following the dollar. But just a resource for y'all just to keep learning more and more about this stuff. So as always, thank you for being here. If you want to learn more about the infinite banking concept, you can go to our website, themoneymultiplier.com forward slash presentation and click on watch Brent now. So Brent's my dad, Brent Kessler, that's the relationship there. And it, he will go all into the foundational knowledge of what is the infinite banking concept, how are we practicing it, and all things that are in between. So I will catch y'all next week. Talk to you then. Bye.